Sometimes I get asked, well, Ms. S, you really opted out some years ago. How did you do this? And it's funny because each time I think I don't consider myself as opting out, I'm definitely opting in. There's nothing in it about opting out. And this is this episode about. This is for those of you who want to, quotation marks, want to opt out, aka opt in. Hi, I'm Nicole Est and this is Catch Your Wave. Here it's all about changing careers in a smart way, in designing a life and job you truly love. Because there is a wave for everyone. Let's dive in. The German language has a very good word for it. I haven't found an equivalent in English. In German, it's Aussteigen, being an Aussteiger, Aussteigerin. In English, I think it's a little bit more in the sense of opting out or opting in. The literal translation is to get off, for example, to get off the train. And this is an episode about this, opting out and opting in, because I want to give you another perspective. That also takes away the scary part of quotation marks opting out. I'll take my example because it, it encompasses both worlds. I've been for years in corporate business, 11 years, and I was also happy, very happy in it. And I'm also for about more than 11 years, I'm a freelancer in my first life and now. So I combine both worlds. And both concepts are absolutely valid. As you know, after my first studies, I started self-employed as a freelancer in Berlin, as a freelance conference interpreter for eight years. I loved it. I was responsible for myself. I had to organize everything by myself. I had a lot of freedom, a lot of responsibility. This was my ideal concept of, of working. It really aligns with my personality type and there are different personality types as we all know. But then with the MBA, I opted in into the corporate world for 11 years. And I have to say during those 11 years, I always still was a freelancer, a self-employed in my heart. I was doing my projects in a very, very self-driven way. I never quit the, the real freelancer attitude, even in corporate. I was lucky to have the right managers for this. And of course, I knew that I had to communicate much more with all the different departments involved. So of course, 11 years is a very long time. During those 11 years, I was in that situation to have a contract, to get money, a certain amount of money every month, to have that so-called security. By the way, it's only the period of your notice period, that is your security. And I still remember, well, to change something, it would be to switch companies, but then it would be already scary thinking about the six-month probation period. And you just know that the first six months, you have to work much more, you have to prove yourself. So maybe it's better to stay in the safe haven in, in the corporate job you are in. Well, and to get some time off, you had to hand in the form to ask for a holiday. That was the system. And of course, it also depends in what stage of life you are. If you're taking care of your family, there are a lot of different reasons. As I said, I like both concepts, having a corporate contract or being self-employed. 
Both are valid concepts and there are even combination of both. So while I was in corporate, I can still remember one <laughs> example. We had hired a freelancer for, it was a small project. It was an important project. And by coincidence, that freelancer, he was living in the same area where my manager was living. And I still remember that my manager got regularly disappointed and telling me, oh, because he had noticed that the freelancer was going every morning for a run. Every morning, I don't know, around 10, 11 o'clock on a run. And he was worried that he should be working. He should do the project for us. And I didn't say anything because I was wondering, well, it's, it's up to him when he wants to work. So long as he is delivering excellent results, it's all okay. And after a while, because he was really disappointed about seeing him being so free and going on a run whenever he wants. I think the neighbors told him. But then after a while, I said, well, that's his choice. He's a freelancer. He's self-employed. He can choose when he wants to work. He has the entrepreneurial risk. He has to be responsible for the deal he has with us. He has to deliver ABC. And as long as he is delivering ABC to us, it's up to him to organize his work. That's the deal. He can work at 4 a.m. in the morning, at 10 p.m. In, in the evening and go for a run at 10 a.m. That's up to him. So it's not up to us to, to, to say when he has to do the work unless it's in our contract. But that shows very well the two worlds that are clashing. I can also remember when I was working for three years in the automobile industry, I had to organize a marketing pitch and I invited freelancers and smaller marketing agencies. Oh, I loved working with them because for me, there were still colleagues. I still had this freelancer heart, but I was definitely seeing that the other people on the other side of the table were seeing them as the free spirits, those strange self-employed people not having a fixed safe contract and being the creative crazy ones so in that sense i can understand when somebody is asking me oh you opted out but i will tell you now an example that shows exactly the opposite around also to give you another perspective in case you are playing with the thought of going freelance or leaving the system the situation you are working on At the moment, when I was starting to surf, I think it was around 2012, 13, 14, so really a long time ago. And at that time, I was super happy in corporate. And so because I got completely hooked by surfing, so I did everything to spend every second of my holidays in the water. And I found this really nice co-working space and they had a really nice accommodation, lofts, super nice. So I booked myself in. But that was actually a co-working space or a loft for digital nomads. But it was next to the surf spot. So I came from a world where I had to check in daily in big business buildings, several security checks. I even had to enter with my fingerprint into the management board area every day. So this is the business world I was coming from. And then I was entering this world of digital nomads. At that time, working remotely was 
not known. Probably I would have used the term they opted out as well for the digital nomads. They were mostly software engineers. And when you were asked, well, what languages do you speak? It, it wouldn't be English, French, German. It would be about the coding languages, Python, C++, C++, whatever you were using that you were asked for. They were all self-employed. They were all working location independent. It was another world and I was so fascinated by that world. I still remember I was asking a lot of questions, this one software engineer. Yeah, but what do you do when your MacBook gets stolen or you lose it or it doesn't work anymore? What do you do? You are completely lost on this island. And he just said, no, no problem. I just buy a new one. Actually, it's just a typing machine. I mean, all the data... They are not on my MacBook. They are in the cloud, on servers, somewhere else, but definitely not on my MacBook. It's just a typing machine. I just buy a new one and everything is okay. This was revolutionary for me. On my MacBook, all my personal data were stored. So the MacBook was holy and thinking, oh, this is actually just a neutral device. And by the way, there is an Apple store on Canary Islands. You can also order them and they get flown in whenever you need something so it's not out of space especially not there and I remember as soon as the digital nomads knew that I was still in corporate working at that executive level they were looking at me they didn't believe it for for them I was the one opting out like How do you do? How do you manage with those holidays? Do you have to ask for the holidays? How do you organize yourself? How does it feel to have that contract and not being able to leave whenever you want? So for them, I was the strange alien doing something crazy. It was them also who planted the seed to ask for a sabbatical for the first time. At that time, it was still out of space for me. And I was also very happy in my job. So for me, the only question was, how can I be in combination with my job, be at the ocean? How can I spend as much time as possible in the ocean with my job? I didn't want to quit my job, of course. It really helped me this time with the digital nomads each time I was there because I was seeing the other side. And I was considered the alien that hadn't opted out yet or hadn't opt, opted in yet. They showed me another concept and I was seeing it's possible. They were earning really, really good money. They had the freedom and they could surf whenever they want. And then, of course, I was taking back the flight. I was always taking the latest flight possible, Sunday evening or Sunday night. And then the next morning at 9 am, I would be in one of those business meetings, diving back into this complete other world, checking emails after the holiday, getting back into the waters, well, into the business waters. But it helped me a lot to see that other concept. This is also why I encourage my clients when they're in the early stages of switching careers or of going self-employed, that they book themselves in into a co-working space so that they get surrounded by self-employed people, so that they see that there is already a tribe, a tribe that is happy, that is earning money, get from corporate to freelance or vice versa. That, of course, is a whole other story. I, I'm going to record another episode upon it, upon it, but it consists of different phases. It's usually never from one day to another. And I 
often compare it with swimming from one island to another island. It takes time. It takes time to take the decision, okay, I'm gonna, I gonna start. I'm really gonna swim over to that other island. And then you get in the water. Maybe you, 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 you will even go back to the island again for a certain time. But there will be that phase when you are in between both islands. And it's a beautiful phase. Of course, it's scary, but there are ways how to deal with the fears, with the scariness, but also with the excitement, with the momentum, because you are seeing, you are getting nearer to that other island. And once you've seen this other island, you're motivated to swim over there. But it takes time. Often people ask me, yeah, but then I will throw away everything that I have achieved so far. That is, that is a fear we are having. But usually this is not the case. This week, a client asked me, well, she was working for a lot of years as a team lead with, I don't know, 15, 30 people, different teams. And she's now starting into an individual contributor role. Very good role. I absolutely understand why she is taking over this role in another company. But of course, she has a well, Am I missing out now? Am I quitting the team lead role forever? And this is where I always encourage you to see it, that it is on your CV. It's in your backpack. It's your experience and you will never lose it. Of course, you will have to create a story that everybody understands why you didn't have a team lead for, I don't know, six months or 12 months But you can always go back. With my clients, we always take the experience that my client has achieved and pick the experience we want to continue. But how we wrap it, the packaging is afterwards different. You shouldn't throw away your experience. If that is, of course, the question, if it's still relevant for you in the future. If it's relevant for you in the future, you won't lose it. It's on your CV. It's on your resume. It's just about to package it in a different way so that it sparks joy again. Of course, I also had the same question when I was quitting corporate. Oh my God, am I now losing that status, that experience I have achieved? And no, I wouldn't be able to do the work I'm doing today, helping all those corporate clients achieve, accelerate in corporate or switching to self-employed, but I think like 60% of my clients are in corporate and want to stay there, I wouldn't be able without my 11 years of corporate executive experience. Often they come to me because I'm combining both worlds. They know that I have the MBA, where I've worked, the roles, the positions I had in. They are checking my LinkedIn profile. But on the other hand, they know that I also have concepts that will give them more freedom also to freestyle their job in a corporate business. Of course, I have to admit when I'm now looking at my freelance colleagues and someone would say, hey, I'm going to sign this corporate contract, I would be like, oh, wow, she's opting out, <laughs> which is the other perspective, which is the world upside down. I would think, oh, but are you sure? Do you really want to sign that contract? And think of it, you have to ask for the holidays, etc., etc. So that would be completely the opposite. And as you can see, it's not about opting out. It's about opting in, in the tribe, in the area, in the business, be it corporate or freelance, you want to be in. And it will help you tremendously to surround yourself already with the tribe, to go there, 
speak with a tribe who is already doing what you want to do next. Be it in corporate. If you want to switch to marketing, go to the marketing department. Speak with the people. Because as soon as we are seeing there are people who are already doing it, they are happy, they are earning money, it's safe. It motivates us. It gives us the confidence to start swimming from one island to another island. And of course, the psychological background is that we as human beings, we always want to belong. We want to belong to a group because we know in a group we're going to survive. But I'm going to assure you there's not only this one group or tribe. We can definitely find another tribe and just switch tribes. And it's not about opting out. It's about opting in in the one thing you really want to do. And there are so many concepts and life models and possibilities. Find the people who have already done what you still think impossible and it will give you so much more courage and momentum. This was the episode about opting in your next thing. On my website, catchyourwave.de, you will find the three months program that will help you to opt in into your next thing. And I'm happy to see you next Sunday. Catch your wave.